Help me welcome back to the show, Class and Bernard. Class, and thank you so much for being there. Uh, yeah, as usual, thank you very much for having me on. I, I tell you what, it, it was great having me on this morning. You know, this is this was a dream come true to be in the company of people who have fought and lived um, the, the American life, the dreams, the struggles, the fight, and can come out and say, you know what, we have to move on from here. We have to save this country, and we have to do the right thing. Let me. We can't be nursing grievances. Let me ask you this, Claston, because I think that so many of us who may have been here in this country uh, through generations, white and black, regardless of who they are as Americans, but particularly those of us who happen to be black in this country with black skin, since we're, we're having, unfortunately, to talk in terms of color more often than we ought to in this in this country, especially since our young people are actually being poisoned by this. But let me ask you this. Coming from Jamaican ancestry, coming to this country and becoming successful uh, in in this country, let me ask you about the the, the perhaps uh, the, the from your point of view, uh, the typical person in Jamaica or somewhere else other than America, when they think about this country, talk to us Americans about what they are envisioning in their minds and do they actually have uh, designs and dreams of coming here talk to us class and Bernard look um, there's a reason why we have a border crisis let's start with that you know the sad reality right now is that the left is in control of mass media not just in America but worldwide and they're having strong influences in Jamaica by pushing their racial rhetoric now when you look at people who, when I was growing up, their dream was to make it on into America, make it into Canada, make it into England, to be able to get a better life because of the economic opportunities, and also that there were justice, law, and order in these countries. And uh, right now, I can't, you know, I've, I haven't lived there so long, but I've been back and forth. But what I'm hearing is, is a painting of America with a broad brush as to say this is a racist country and it is bullcrap. I, I, I push back really hard against that because the system that is supposed to be hurting uh, black Americans, people from the Caribbean that are black come into this country and succeed, but some of them will come and be spouting this garbage that this is a, a racist country. Now, to each is his own. You know, you can perceive what you want to perceive, but the reality is you're coming here for a reason. And if the country is what you say that it is, then you might not want to be here. But the thing is, it allows them to feel a sense of importance. It allows for them to get in with a crowd that they believe they fit in. And we, you know, when I when I remember first just falling in love with America, I was uh, I read a lot of books, but um, Rocky movie came out and James Brown was singing. Um, you know, we yeah. didn't have electricity or running water, but I watched Rocky movie at uh, my school. Yeah, living in America. And it was yeah, just, yeah. And living in living in America, and he was talking about just a country, but there was such a vibrancy with um, Apollo Creed and uh, what's his name that, that was Weathers. Um, yeah, you know, playing that role. Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. Yeah. I saw, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Carl Weathers, yeah. You, you saw black Americans. James Brown's a black man. You saw Carl Weathers. And then you saw Rocky the Italian. And you're like, man, you know, going up against this this um, 
um, Soviet Union, the, the, the empire of the Soviet Union, and it's like, this was just, it was a powerful moment, man. Everything just came together. I'm like, oh, this is a great place. Absolutely. And then you had movies like Top, Top Gun and different stuff coming out, and you're like, man, this is an amazing country. Wow. And, you know, little did I know that the talent that God had blessed me with would offer me that opportunity to come here. You know, and to to see the way they're trying to paint America, to see what what their immigrants like Elon Omar, which I think has no business representing this country in Congress, because she's she's a bigot. I you want know, she's a, a classist. Claston, let me let me let me break in here with you. Thank you so much. Let me stay with me now. Don't go anywhere. But but listen, I want to thank you for bringing this up. You brought up two iconic American films. But this is what I want you to see, those of you who are throughout the Fruited Plains, American. Not those of you necessarily around the globe, but you can relate to what we're talking about here. Claston said that he being uh, a kid who is from Jamaican ancestry, when he thought about America and Americans, what came to mind was the feeling about success and victory that he got from the Rocky movies and Top Gun. Americans, let me tell you something. You should be proud that when people who come here to this nation, when they view you as the heroes in Top Gun and Rocky, do, do you realize that you are losing that type of luster by trying to follow after these uh, uh, put, pudding-eating liberals? Claston is trying to tell you, he's telling you, that your image is on the line, your rep is on the line. Claston, as an athlete, that, that's very important, isn't it? Uh, don't, don't, don't athletes have reps? Don't, don't people who are in competition have rep? Talk to us. Yeah, but think about this. Usain Bolt in the Olympics, he was doing an interview, and the American National Anthem was being played, and he told them to stop and stood up and stood at attention while the American National Anthem was being played. This is what America represents around the world. This is the image that someone from a different country who just obliterated everybody was still saying, you know what, we need to respect this country. Yes, indeed. And that's why, as someone going forward, I am going to fight to maintain not just the imagery, but the reality of America. 
I do like it. Claston Bernard is my uh, guest here this segment. And Claston, let me ask you then, why does or why would you think, from your point of view, uh, Joe Biden uh, would use emotional rhetoric the way he's using it? Uh, in order to, to, to what what's the point in him being as uh, blatantly racist, racially defining as he is being? In your opinion, what's the end game behind that? The, the end game is that there's a classist system in America that they parade around as racial bigotry. But the sad reality, you have some people who are bigots. You know, in whether they, they think it or not, but Joe Biden is the epitome of that. It, and it goes to his bills. There's always people who are catering to whether it's soft bigotry or some kind of um, ideology. And when you look at what Joe Biden has represented over the years, he continued to come back. The 94 crime bill, which I say was a, it was a symbol of Jim Crow because it targeted black specifically, mostly. That's where the problems were. And the issue started with the, the LBJ great society program that broke down the society. And instead of fighting to remove those programs, he created a bill that was going to do more destruction in this country that came out of the civil rights era. He not only went further than that and said, he also then went and said, if you, if, if you have a problem figuring out if you have worked for me or for Donald Trump, then you ain't black. Now, I can go back to the days of Harriet Tubman or Frederick Douglass when they were um, trying to escape slavery and knowing that you needed to have a piece of paper or to say for people to say, who do you belong to? And do you belong to that master over there or this master? This is what came to my mind, what he was saying, whether he intentionally mean it or not, but he continues to say and do things, not just in rhetoric, but also in policies that is destructive on... Um, the black community, and the reason why that is, is because uh, many of the black elite leadership have aligned themselves with liberal ideologies that is destructive on black America, and they will give Joe Biden a path because Joe Biden is catering to who they are and to for, for them to maintain the power structure that they have in the black community. And I'll say, black America don't need leadership. They need men in their homes to be fathers. They need mothers to be wives. They need the church to stand up. But they don't need these political leaders who continue to say they are out there looking out for their own interests because the reason why Jim Crow came down was because the church played its role. The family plays its role, played its role. The fathers played its role. In, in who, it wasn't about all of a sudden America had a change of heart. Jim Crow came down because black Americans were upstanding, righteous people. And they, the liberals, people like Joe Biden and people who have gone along, their goal has been to destroy the morality in the, in black America to get them where they are today. And that is when you start looking at them. You know what, folks? I, I just, I just, uh, Michelle, you know, you know, I just love this guy. Now, now, folks, let me tell you something. Uh, you keep an eye on the name. You, you, you keep hearing the name. We're certainly going to have him on. I'm going to be promoting what he does. Claston, uh, any idea of what, uh, what the future is looking like for you? Any idea of what you might want to do? 
you know, right now I am on fire, man. I'm tired of this garbage. I'm tired of the rhetoric that that's coming out there that pushing trying to destroy this country. I am I, so you know I'm available. I'm out here speaking. We have a conservative outcast cast back that um, we just started, and this pack is basically to help um, candidates who want to step into hard areas, minority areas, and say, look. The Republicans, you have to get in here and you have to start rolling up some sleeves. You can't be tone deaf. You can't just be putting TV ads out there. We need people who are going into these areas to to help to rehabilitate to rehabilitate the, who we are as a party, and that we are the party that cares about what ha- that cares about what happened in America in general. So my my pack is to 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 find those people who are willing to go against the grain. Because politicians look for what they can win, easy win. I think you'd be a good fit with us. I think you'd be a very good fit with us. I've already talked to my folks, and uh, and we'll see if we can't get you to some of our events. Um, you know, I just love, I just love to have a young face like yours speaking the way you do. I think it's a perfect bridge for us. And so, Claston, listen, man, tell everybody how to get a hold of you, and I want to thank you for being on with me. Tell everybody how to get a hold of Claston Bernard if they want him to come to someplace near them. They can go to ClastonBernard.com. They can also find me at Claston B and Twitter. I'm on Facebook. You know, my you can also email me at Claston.Bernard at gmail.com. You are more likely to get me that way quickly. So I'm available. Just reach out to any one of my social media feeds. I also have um, books available at Amazon under my name, Claston Bernard. You'll learn a little more about who I am and why, the, why I think the way that I think. Um, you know, there'll be some more information coming out um, you know, officially as to, you know, someone they can reach out to get in touch with me and all that kind of stuff. But um, well, CLI, I appreciate it, man. And this this has been the dream, you know, one, to find someone who understands, who has lived their lived lived life and, and who actually wants to continue to make America what was promised from day one when in 1776 or even before when, when the guys got together and said enough is enough. You know, Claston, to, uh... to pick up on... Yeah, you know, you're right. Our, 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 our founding, the founders of this nation, even though your, your face or mine may not have been in their mind, when they said that they were founding this nation not just for themselves but for their posterity, when, 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 I, when I hear when, when a young man like you who is uh, the same age as my children, uh, you know, when, 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 when I hear a young man like you, this is what I think about in our Constitution, is that this is our posterity that is coming behind us, folks. And we must we must try to prepare the way for them in a way that they can flourish. And so uh, uh, whatever we can do to help you, whatever I can do to help you, class, and I'm going to be there uh, to do that. So God bless you and God keep you is my prayer. You're the hope of our future, and the way you're thinking is the hope of our American future. And God bless you for that, man. Thank you so much for being on.